As you're going on campus visits, highly recommend you can find out a lot of information online. There's something also about being in person and asking, I don't want to use the word blunt, but very honest, thought-provoking questions while on a campus visit. If you are a family that is not religious and you're like, okay, what does this look like here? Can you give us an actual, the actuality of what does that look like? Or maybe on the other side of that, maybe you are a religious family and you're like, okay, what? This is our values as a family and what we hope for our students. What does that look like at this university? So I encourage families, visit colleges, visit as we've spoken. There's a wide range. And then ask the hard questions. That's what we're here for. And I think that's what is going to be most beneficial as they're kind of going through that process and finding ways for them to further flourish. There are over 150 Christian colleges in the U.S. and Canada that belong to the Council for Christian Colleges and Universities. They include non-denominational schools, interdenominational schools, Church of Christ, Church of God, Baptist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Methodist, and, well, many other denominations. While most are liberal arts colleges with a curriculum rooted in the arts and sciences, there are some exceptions where students can find more technical majors like engineering and nursing. There are three commitments all CCCU member schools have in common. And yet, there is a wide range of experiences for students on these campuses. My guest, Jeremiah Gonia, works in admissions at Asbury University, and I attended Taylor University for my undergraduate degree. So we're the perfect combo to discuss the nuances of Christian colleges. I'm Lisa Martha Robbins, and I want to welcome you to College and Career Clarity, a Flourish Coaching production. Let's dive right in to a great conversation. Jeremiah, welcome. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Oh, so happy to have you, and I'm excited to talk about this topic. We previously had on someone that, or a couple people, that wanted to talk about Catholic universities, and we learned a lot, and I thought, hey, we're embracing everybody on this show, so let's talk about Christian colleges. And I went to one for undergrad, and then ironically went to a Catholic university for my grad program. So let's dig in. You know, I think the first thing that confuses families who, you know, maybe they're of a Christian faith and that's something important to them and they want a university, a college experience that's rooted in that has a, a rooting in that spiritual side. Where do they even begin? How do they find a college like Asbury, Taylor or the other 148 some schools? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So. Let me, I love that you use the word nuance because that is definitely what the Christian college landscape looks like in 2023. You may have some schools that are more on one side or the other, anywhere and everywhere in between. In terms of where to start with finding different schools, you had mentioned the CCU, which is a great starting point. You can reference them online. But also know that not all Christian universities are part of the CCU. So that's where it gets interesting as well, diving into where where to find those. Some other opportunities, there is a NACAP. So that is a organization that hosts a Christian college fairs throughout the country. 
There is a number of member schools as part of that. That would be a great starting point as well. And then obviously, you know, I think for any of the college search websites like Niche or anything similar to that, typing in faith, Christian, spiritual, you're going to come up with lots of options and not just, I think sometimes we think of just of the South or the Midwest, but even on the Northeast, the East Coast, the West, West Coast, pretty wide ranging where you can find some of those Christian universities. Yeah, geographically, you're right. They're everywhere where there's a higher concentration in the Midwest and South. We've got schools on both coasts. Absolutely. I know collegenavigator.gov is a great search tool as well. And I think their filter is religious. Mm -hmm. So going in there, we will be sure in our show notes to get all of the links. I need that. You can send it to me, that Christian College Fairs their website as well. And I know that like the CCCU website has a map, just like the Catholic universities does as well, where right away it just shows you the whole North America map and you can start just clicking around. So that is a great first step when you know that you want something like that. Now, I want to go back to this idea, like you said, it's nuanced and I would say it's it's like a continuum, what the student experience is. If we were to define the ends of that continuum, so I'm holding up my pencil right now, and so one end, the right end and the left end, what would be words maybe that we could think of to help families understand the, the range of schools and the experiences? Yeah, great question. So in terms of within religious colleges and particularly within the Christian faith. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have everything from schools that have just a several hundred. Let's start with campus size, right? You'll have some schools that are several hundred students to upwards of 20,000 plus students. You'll have uh, colleges that have maybe there is a, a chapel requirement per week. Maybe that's every day. Maybe that's optional per week per semester. Maybe there are guidelines for students to follow while on campus. Maybe there's not. (laughs) Like social behavior. Let's just call out what we're talking there. Sure. I know we had that at Taylor and I I looked up to say like, what's it still like? Because I'm 54. That was a long time ago that I went. And I noticed that not much had changed. Like they, so on that one, I love to first of all hear like, wide range of sizes. So if you want a Christian college and you want a large school experience, you can find it. If you want the small, intimate, small class size, you can find it and everything in between. Because that's a lot of times people assume like you're not going to be able to get the large school experience when you're going with a Catholic or a Christian college. And that is not true. If we go with the what you said, certain behaviors. So included in that might be drinking, it might be, I know at Taylor, it was dancing when I was there in the 80s, and they've <laughs> kind of pulled that back on that one a little bit. But they still have a Life Together covenant that a student signs saying, like, I won't drink on or off campus. I won't. So that's more on the, the side of being stricter, although they don't have any chapel required. It's encouraged. I know when I was there, it was three times a week. Hey, this is for your spiritual development. We hope you'll come. But the police weren't there taken attendance. 
But yet some universities, you literally have to check in when you're coming to chapel. So what do they do at Asbury? I assume you guys have chapel of some sort. What does it look like there? Yeah, great question. So we have three chapels a week and then a certain number required per semester. And we actually do have a check-in process for for chapels. So, and it's funny. I want to hear it real quick. And yet, are you guys allowed to dance on campus? We are now. Okay. So it's interesting that the chapel requirement at Asbury is a little more strict than, and we're picking on the two schools that we know the most. Obviously, there's more than 150, so. But your chapel attendance is a bit more strict, but yet, like, the social behavior one, at least on the dancing component, is not any longer as compared to Taylor, who we're picking on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, it's fascinating to me as you dive into not just Asbury or Taylor, but most Christian colleges, just the almost like the progression of where they were and where they are now. And I dare say, you know, back in, you know, 80s, 90s, even early, as recently as the early 2000s, there were a lot of schools that had, you know, whether that's things that we might, you know, get tickled about, like, you know, dress code or, yeah. you know, walking on the same sidewalks or different things like that. Fast forward to now, I think we're in a much healthier space and like, okay, we can kind of walk through some of these with young adults in a much better way. Well, I also hear in that, and, and I like that you bring that up because, you know, I had to go back to the Taylor website in preparing for this to say like, I wonder what the life, uh, do they still have the Life Together Covenant? And what does that mean? You know, I get their publications as an alumni and stuff, but I'm not digging into those nuances that a student, a family that's headed to college would want to know that these things and, and really figure out like, what is the experience like on that campus? So parents, if you are exploring this with your child and you went to a Christian college or you even have an impression, maybe you went to a public university, but you have a friend that was on a campus, things are not the same. So most of the parents who are listeners probably went to college in the 90s. I went in the 80s. Things are not the same. Things are evolving. And so let's not make assumptions. Let's go out and do our homework, which is what we preach for everything on the college-bound journey. Absolutely. Homework is crucial. And, and even going to, you know, as those parents are looking through different opportunities, you know, we kind of mentioned at, at the start of the show about all the different denominational backgrounds. And that's something that schools, you know, some schools have very close to denominational ties. Some families are comfortable with that. Some families are not. And it's important to know as you're doing your homework, you're doing your research, every school is different. I mean, there's no two, obviously, there's no two colleges alike, but especially within Christian universities in terms of the faith component. So I would recommend, to your point, whether that's a covenant, you know, a spiritual life statement, most colleges have something similar that families can find online. Absolutely. So, and I agree with that. It was interesting as I was going through just the member list at CCCU, interdenominational, non-denominational, so they're not going to have that. But if you attend a Southern Baptist church or a Presbyterian and you want close ties, then you can find that. You can get that. And they even list that on the website, which I thought was really nice. So as we're thinking about that, like what 
other, what are some of the hallmarks of the Christian colleges? So that you're going there to get an education, but, and that's going to be at any school, secular or religious, but what else can students expect? Yeah, I would say most, not all, but most Christian universities are rooted within the liberal arts education experience. So building a well-rounded education outside of whatever major they go into as well. I think another point that you might find, whether that's at a, you know, several hundred member student school or 20,000 plus school, I think the word community, that's something that gets used a lot within the framework of religious universities. The community on campus, building those closer ties with one another, maybe that's with having that campus life as a, like a tying string to that, but definitely that place of, okay, yes, you're here to receive an education and go on and get your job, but this is a place to build some of those deep-rooted relationships as well. And I think also, to, to your point about in terms of programs, it's fascinating which religious schools have more specific programs or not. So if you have a family that's interested in going into any area of ministry, well, obviously that's a starting point. But then obviously, you know, whether that's nursing, cybersecurity, engineering, you know, I can speak to Asbury and Taylor. We both have media programs. So students who are wanting to go into film and work within uh, camera work, that could be an opportunity. You know, it's fascinating being located in Kentucky. Equine, that's another big one with working with the horse industry. I noticed that when I was on your website, and I'm like, well, of course, Lisa, they would have some sort of equine programs. They are in the heart of Kentucky. And as we're recording this, we literally just had the Kentucky Derby last weekend. So I like that you bring that up because it's really important that we recognize that there's, yes, there are some limitations because most of these schools are liberal arts colleges. And even if they're a university, which has different divisions and schools in it, they still lean heavily into the arts and sciences. But don't just dismiss, you know, I'm always as someone who coaches teens on college majors and careers and finding their best fit. I'm always looking through everything through that lens of, okay, the end goal of college is to successfully, the end goal of college is to successfully launch this student into a career out of our nest, flourishing, thriving on their own and in their independence. We are raising adults. We're not raising kids to keep them kids, right? And so as I think about that lens, I love that. I was like, okay, now we have a, you guys might be the only Christian college with equine. I don't know. Do you know the answer to that? Oh, there's only a few. (laughs) Okay. There's very few. It's hard to find four-year universities with equine studies and programs. So, but I think it's a great example of if you have a niche interest for majors and careers, don't just dismiss this. Do your homework. You know, I noticed, so Taylor does not have nursing, but they do have a general engineering. You can get a bachelor's degree in engineering and, you know, they list recruit, you know, the corporations that are recruiting out of their program and they are some really powerhouse recruitment going on there. Talk a little bit about how you guys handle majors like, because this isn't unique to Asbury at all, engineering and nursing. So if 
we're going to have, again, on this continuum of majors, we're going to have some Christian schools that have a full nursing program on campus, full engineering program on campus, Cedarville, Taylor, both have engineering. We're going to have, on the other end, schools that just simply do not offer those more technical majors. But there's a unique program kind of in the middle, and I know you guys do this for engineering and nursing. Can you tell everybody about how you guys handle that? Yeah. So a lot of the universities, whether if they offer the full-blown BSN, you know, Bachelor of Science in Nursing or Engineering, whatever it may be, they can offer that. They also, there's schools that partner maybe with larger universities as a way to offer those programs. So at Osbury, that's something that we do. We have several partnerships, whether that's with University of Kentucky, ironically, Indiana Wesleyan, another Christian college for nursing. So we have several of those partnerships where students will start at Asbury, get the bulk of their classes, and then move on to that maybe, quote-unquote, larger program where they can finish out that bachelor's and still have that opportunity to get the necessary uh, life skills and get plugged in that we may not just be able to offer at our university on campus. So, you know, in admissions, we also, we often call these 3-2 programs. You're going to do three years at your original institution in Asbury, and you're going to maybe do one or two years more at that main campus. But you're earning a degree a lot of times from both universities. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, i how we communicate that, yeah, to your point, the three, two, a four, one, it looks different kind of wherever it may be. You know, you may have a lot of listeners who, while they're in high school, are taking college credit, taking, you know, getting some of those college courses and requirements done. So I wouldn't get too hung up on the exact language of those numbers because, to be quite honest, most students coming in now, depending where they are and what opportunities they're taking in high school, that three, two, that could be a two two. That could be right. that could be a three one. You know, there's different opportunities for those students as well. The flexibility. So that's a great point. And it, so we really just need to say these are combined programs. Correct. Yeah. And so in like in the case of your engineering program, you're earning a degree from Asbury and a degree from the University of Kentucky. Yes. And I, we should add that these types of combination programs are not unique to Christian colleges. We see these, we would see those at some of the Catholic colleges. We would see these at secular colleges. I know there's one of them here in Ohio that I'm not going to use the name because I haven't checked my facts recently on this, but they had for engineering what they call a, a combined program with Case Western at one point. So, and they were a secular private liberal arts college. So it is a great option. Actually, it should be a whole podcast episodes at some point, these combined programs and how they work. So again, don't rule things out based on this. So do you guys find in, at Asbury or are you aware outside of Christian colleges like and this is something we talked about with the Catholic universities. How would a student of a different faith or mm. of no faith, maybe they subscribe, they're an agnostic or an atheist or a different faith, you know, 
maybe they're Jewish or maybe they're Hindu, what level of comfort or what would the experience be for one of these students at Christian universities? What should they expect? Because they might find a school that they love the school and they're like, yeah, and I do not subscribe to a Christian faith. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So going back to the word nuance, it's going to look pretty different, right? So there's going to be some Christian colleges where maybe they require a statement of faith coming in the college. For those students, they, that might be, you know, a hard no. For a lot of schools, to be quite honest, they'll probably fall in this middle category of you're not, you don't have to be of the Christian faith to attend here. However, we do have these opportunities, these things happening on campus just so that you're aware that these are going on. You know, and then it's kind of up to the student's perspective if they feel comfortable or not within that. And then there's going to be other schools where, you know, maybe, I hate to say it, but maybe Christian in name, but not necessarily. And so then in terms of that religious, not religious aspect coming in for a student, they can, those students might feel more comfortable at an environment where, hey, this is a little bit more of an optional setting. So it's pretty wide ranging based off of the school or university. Yeah. Well, you know, as you say that, and I think about that last category where you said they're Christian in name. Sometimes it's because they historically were re- rooted, you know, in the 1800s, <laughs> which is a very long time ago now. They had a, a relationship with a church and, and it's there, but it's very loose now. And so they're not going to have a statement of faith. They're not going to have chapel. I know when I was at Taylor, we had to take, you know, Old Testament, New Testament. We had to take one faith-based class, religion class per year that we were there. So do you guys have anything like that at, at Asbury? Yeah. So we do have several religious classes that students are asked to take as part of our foundational courses. But yeah, to your point, that's going to look different. You know, some schools, to your point, have been founded and existed for hundreds of years, and maybe they, they're they rooted in that tradition. That's a word you'll hear a lot, but maybe not necessarily that tradition plays out on a daily basis. That's a great way to put it. Well, you know, I think about, I work with a lot of teens who they go to a Catholic high school, parochial high school, and they are not Catholic. Yes. And they, but, you know, they go and they take those classes and, you know, they feel just fine. So it's not really different than that, but do your homework. Know what you're getting. One of the things I love, I you know, we went into this conversation, I was defining maybe one continuum as far as, and I was thinking of the faith social side of that continuum of, you know, faith being like, do you have to take religion classes or do you not? The social side. Are there rules around alcohol, dancing, chapel, or not? But I think what I've discovered through this is that was very much oversimplified in my mind. And you're dealing with maybe half a dozen continuums, size, geography, college majors. So there's a lot more to think about. So what advice or any parting thoughts that you want to give to our listeners that we didn't cover that you're like, ah, as an admissions officer at a university, I would be remiss if our listeners didn't know 
Is there anything we missed? Yeah. I would encourage families, as you said, do your homework. As you're going on campus visits, highly recommend you can find out a lot of information online. There's something also about being in person, asking maybe, you know, I don't want to use the word blunt, but very honest, thought-provoking questions while on a campus visit. You know, if you are a family that is not religious and you're like, okay, what does this look like here? Can you give us an actual the actuality of what does that look like? Or maybe on the other side of that, maybe you are a religious family and you're like, okay, what, this is our values as a family and what we hope for our student. What does that look like at this university? So I encourage families, visit colleges, visit, at, there's the, as we've spoken, there's a wide range and then ask the hard questions. That's what we're here for. And I think that's what it's going to be most beneficial as they're kind of going through that process and finding ways for them to further flourish. Great. Well, how can listeners keep in touch with you or learn more about Asbury if they would like to? Yeah, great question. So we are Asbury University is on all the social media channels. You can also go to our website, asbury.edu. My contact information is there. I, once again, my name is Jeremiah Gonia, and I'm the Associate Director here at Undergrad Admissions for Asbury. Okay, great. And we should say you're in the greater Lexington, Kentucky area. That's correct. So Central Kentucky, it's a beautiful country around here. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you, Lisa. What great information. I love learning that with religiously affiliated colleges, Christian, Catholic, and Jewish, there is a continuum of experiences and something for just about anyone who wishes to have a faith-based component to their college experience. And I know we've only scratched the surface. Your college-bound homework for this week is first to have a family conversation now in order to define what you are seeking in a Christian college experience. What are your desired outcomes? Only then should you begin to explore the helpful links we have in the show notes if you are interested in possibly attending a Christian college and begin then researching online before you get on campus. Do you know another family who is interested in a college rooted in their faith? Share this episode with them so they have trusted resources for their search. Thank you for listening to the College and Career Clarity Podcast, where I help your family move from overwhelmed and confused to motivated, clear, and confident about your teen's future.